Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. I'm Nancy, the founder and president of Invisible Lawyers. Did you know that one out of every two adult Americans lives with at least one chronic illness, often called an invisible disability? Look to your left, look to your right, look ahead and look behind. And in all four of those directions, at least two people will have some form of hidden and chronic disability or disease. It is the largest minority in the world. Yet instead of feeling inclusive and wrapped in camaraderie, most of us feel alone, unvalued, and unworthy. We need doctors who understand us and colleagues and family members who believe us when we tell them there's something going on that we're not quite sure what it is. Just knowing the simple fact that we are not alone and still have much to offer can be life-changing. In this podcast, as always, we share tips and strategies, knowledge and support. In other words, hope for those who are looking for resources to help them maintain a thriving, successful life. Today, what's special about all of this is that I'm talking to you from the heart. I don't have a guest. It's just me. And I want to let you know what goes on in my life and why I am here pushing so hard for the chronic and autoimmune disease warriors. Nine years ago, my husband and I had taken my parents to a senior's potluck dinner. Middle of February, Michigan, snow, cold, ice. It was a nasty night. So lots of fun and laughter inside in the building where we were eating and playing bingo. But it got time for everyone to call it quits and head for home. Ed, my husband, jumped up and was helping all of the other seniors out to their cars, juggling their dishes and their pots and pans and everything they had brought for the potluck. And I went to get our car to help my mom and dad not have to go through all that slushy mess and to get them picked up at the front door. As I started to get into the car, the car parked next to me pulled out. And instead of pulling straight out of their parking space, they pulled out at an angle directly at me and at my car. I was halfway in. I was halfway out. I jumped because I didn't want to get hit by this car. And as I jumped, I fell out and my left foot fell into a drainage ditch. I twisted left, I twisted right, I twisted back left again, and down I went. My foot immediately swelled and turned ice cold and as black and blue as it could possibly get. But I thought, yeah, I've just really twisted my foot and it'll get better. By the next day, I couldn't put any weight on it. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't do anything. And we decided it was time to go see 
my doctor. He was great. He was a super doctor and I loved him. He took one look at it and said, you know, I'm just this old general practitioner and I'm smart enough to know that there's something wrong with it, but I haven't a clue what it is. I want you to go to the emergency room, get x-rays, and then we're going to get you to a specialist. Seeing that specialist took six months and five doctors before the final doctor said, I know exactly what's wrong and we're going to have to operate immediately. You have broken bones, torn tendons, and torn ligaments. Within two weeks, I was in the hospital and had had surgery to repair everything that was wrong. Unfortunately, however, the repairs came with a lot of extra damage. Called complex regional pain syndrome, it is a nerve disease disability disorder that the CDC says is one of the most painful nerve damage known to man. And people don't know what it is. They don't know how to treat it. And unfortunately, if it's not caught within six months, you're stuck. Not only in the spot where it's occurred, but if you have any other trauma to your body and any of, of the other limbs, it will go out and jump into those spaces too. So nine years later, it's not only in both of my feet, all the way up to my hips, but it's in my right shoulder, right wrist, and left elbow. My whole body. Extreme, extreme pain. And I have gone through doctors telling me, you just need physical therapy to, there's nothing we can do for it to, we're going to amputate both of your legs. That's kind of a wide variety of issues for this one poor little body. And as I'm recording this, in two days time, I am going into the hospital for more surgery to remove the second spinal stimulator that I've had implanted because it didn't do any good and has been malfunctioning for the past six months. So they're taking it out because when people ask me, what do you think of spinal stimulators? They say, well, it didn't work for me. And one of the big problems is that they can't tell anything else that's going on in my body because I can't have an MRI. If I were to get into the MRI machine with a stimulator, this and the older stimulators would just rip right out of my back. And so MRIs are not allowed. So when they remove the stimulator on Monday, I should be able to then go in and see the other issues that are now going on in my body and hopefully be able to figure out and fix some of the other things going on. But after I had the first spinal stimulator surgery eight, seven years ago, I became very depressed. 
I sat in bed. I couldn't walk. I was non-weight bearing for 12 weeks. And even after that, for quite a long time, because it hurt so bad, we were in the basement of my parents' house that I had grown up in because we had moved out of our house to take care of them. And it was a nice finished family room, but there was no bathroom down there. There was no kitchen. There was nothing down there except a finished, you know, family room. So in order for me to get up and down the stairs, I had to hike up and down on my rear end. I couldn't walk on the stairs. I just had to bump myself up and down the stairs. I did not want to live like that. It was the most depressing year of my life. I had come from having a busy full-time business that was quite successful to only laying in bed and thinking about when's the next surgery? When am I going to feel better? Why am I doing this? Oh, there's the porta potty beside the bed. Do I really have to get up and go to the bathroom? Yeah, those were the kinds of things that went through my head over and over and over again. I didn't enjoy anything. I just sat there horribly, horribly depressed. Until one day, I woke up and I truly felt like I had been given a Gibbs slap. If you know what the television show NCIS and Gibbs are, you'll know that Gibbs was known for giving slaps to the back of the head to people that became known as Gibbs slaps. And I truly felt like I had gotten a Gibbs slap from up above and God was telling me, that, oh, dad was telling me that he did not want me laying in bed any longer feeling sorry for myself. That even though my life had changed dramatically, it had not ended. And I had so much more to do and that I needed to get up, quit feeling sorry for myself and get busy. And with that, I started a new series of projects, which eventually wound up to a year ago when I decided to start a nonprofit organization for women like me, who had all types of chronic and autoimmune diseases that were not being treated properly, were not being acknowledged by doctors who were gaslighting us, by family members who would call us lazy and you know, all different kinds of names because we were no longer the person that we used to be. The statistics say that out of 133 million women in the United States, nine out of 10 of these women have at one point attempted suicide. There is a 21% above average number of divorces. 
women lose their jobs, their income, their insurance, and then it just is a matter of time. And they don't know where to go. They, they can't get their doctors to listen to them because the doctors, it's not their fault. The doctors are not trained in all of these strange and, and difficult to diagnose diseases. The insurance companies won't give us the ability to buy the medications we need, to have the tests we need, to see the specialists we need. And so we wind up back in the spot I was in where all I was doing was sitting in my bed wanting to die. That's really a very, very common occurrence with women who have invisible disabilities. And it needs to change. So Invisible Warriors was formed in order to support and advocate for these women. We've gone to Washington, D.C. to talk to our both our state and our federal legislative staff, our congressional staffs. We have sent letters to the governor of Alabama. We are getting ready to do some local grassroots training of different organizations and of people. We have support groups in this wonderful program that we're launching for members of the Invisible Warriors Club. If you have various diseases, if you're a caretaker and just want to be able to ask questions and vent without the outside world knowing about it, come and join us in our different support groups. We have training programs where we're going to be talking about how do you advocate for yourself? If you go to a doctor and the doctor says, well, I don't see anything wrong with you. Just lose a little weight and you'll feel better. You need to know the way to say to that doctor, doctor, excuse me, but I think you need to reevaluate this. It's not weight controlled. So we're having classes to teach you how to advocate for yourself. We are going to have a program to teach you how to read your medical bills and make sure that you're not being charged for things that you didn't get and that you're being charged correctly for the things you did get. We are going to have people on staff to listen to and talk with and everything to help both those who have the diseases and disabilities and those who care for them, both from a physical standpoint and from a heart-centered standpoint. We just kicked off the first year. We've just been around for a year and we've just kicked off our whole knowledge and education program, as well as a lot of fun, by having our first annual benefit fundraising concert called Silent No More. And it was a great success. We had bands, we had a silent auction, we had vendors. There was a cornhole tournament that was 
happening. We're going to have more cornhole tournaments. We have a monthly lunch and learn right now in Huntsville, Alabama, but we're going to be having one soon in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're going to be spreading out around the country with these uh, lunch and learns that are where specialists come in and talk about different subjects and we get to feel like we're not all alone. There are others out there that are going through the same and similar circumstances and just the ability to know that we can do it with the help of others is such a big deal. So there's so much of all of the support and caring and advocacy going on. And we need people to help us, to support us so that we can support others. And if you are interested, you can head on over to a website that's called Give Butter. And if you want to send us some money to donate, you can always go to, I'm looking for the, yeah, here's the, the URL for this is givebutter.com forward slash B G capital V B capital K. And we will take anything and everything that you want to donate. We are also working on creating a platform for volunteers. If you really feel like you have a heart for helping and to support us in these things, um, let us know and we will see if we can't find the perfect spot for you to come and help us by volunteering your time and your talents. You can be a high school student. We have some wonderful high school students that are volunteering and doing amazing work for us. You can be 80 years old and, and doing things that just really warm your heart and are there to help support the warriors. Let me know if there's anything that you want to see us do to support you, the chronic illness warrior. You know, give us a shout and tell us, hey, it would be tremendous if you were able to do this and this and this, and we'll take it into consideration. It's all about you. Every single person that's on the board is a chronic illness or autoimmune disease warrior. We all are passionate about what we're doing. Not a one of us takes a penny out of the organization. It all goes right back into supporting the women and men that allow them to live better, more thriving lives. And this has been a short podcast today, but I think I've gotten the word out. And I really have enjoyed talking to you from the heart, sharing with you my passion, what I do, why I do it, and what to look forward to in the future. You've been listening to Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. And if you haven't already, please give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. 
Until next time, guys, get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.